Creative Babble. Now that Pretend is 100 episodes in, I decided that maybe it's time to go back to the topic that inspired this whole podcast to begin with. A lot of you don't realize, but Pretend was not always a show about con artists. In fact, the whole idea was inspired by comedians, ghostwriters, and other performers that had to pretend to be someone else in order to create their art. I also thought maybe this show is about plagiarism. You know, stealing other people's work. It was a very artsy-fartsy show, which I'm sure would have been very interesting, but I scrapped the whole idea and I turned this podcast into about deception and con artists, which is way more interesting. Also, I don't even have any of those episodes. That hard drive crashed many years ago. (laughs) But I decided that, you know what? A hundred episodes later, I should give it a shot. Let's redo that idea. Let's try one of those episodes out. So this episode is not about crime, but it is about pretending. It's about real musicians pretending to pass on original pieces of work as their own. And I have a very special guest. His name is Luxury. And we had a brilliant conversation. So if you're a music fan, you're going to love this show. If you're only a true crime fan, well, eh, just give it a shot, you know? Anyways, here is my conversation with Luxury. Picture this, a foggy evening, the whisper of secrets in the air, and an invitation to step back into the glamorous and mysterious 1920s. That's the backdrop of June's Journey, the game that's been keeping me glued to my phone lately. Instead of doom scrolling on social media, I am actually playing the part of June Parker, a daring detective with a personal mission to solve her sister's murder. And let me tell you, it is a roller coaster of emotions and puzzles. What's to love? Well, first of all, the thrill of hunting for hidden objects. I'm a sucker for these kinds of games. It's kind of like those books that we grew up with, but with a storyline that keeps thickening. Plus, the game takes place in New York to Paris, uncovering clues of scandalous family secrets that make you feel like a real detective. If you're ready for a dose of mystery, romance, and the glamour of the 1920s, June's Journey is waiting for you. Download it for free on iOS and Android, and let's see who cracks the case first. I'm Blake Robin, and I go by Luxury on the internet, L-U-X-X-U-R-Y. You can find Luxury's music on Spotify. His music is great, but that's not why we're talking to him today. These days, Luxury is most known as the interpolation guy on TikTok. And we'll get to what that means in just a second. But for now, just think of him as a forensic examiner for legendary pop music. 
So that's my earliest videos were all behind the song. So there would be one single song like Britney Spears' Toxic. Stop a poison paradise. I'm addicted to you. Don't you know that you're toxic? Swedish producers Bloodshy and Avant sampled some strings from a Bollywood movie. British songwriter Kathy Dennis was brought in to write lyrics and a top-line melody. Too high, can't come down. my head, spinning round and round. And the connective tissue is that I, I'm a collector of stems, of the multi-track stems, which are the component underlying instruments of a lot of popular songs. So I have, I've been collecting this for years because I'm a producer and I have, you know, sort of an underground community of people that trade just the bass and just the drums and just the vocals from like staying alive or from queen or from the Beatles. And so I've amassed this quite hefty, like about a thousand songs that I have all the component parts to, which as a, a fan, you know, you listen to under pressure and you hear the acapella. And you feel like you're in the room, like you can sort of picture Freddie and David just like, you can your my hair stands on and yeah. kind of picturing this in my mind because when the instruments are taken away and all you hear is the vocals, um, it's just another way of hearing a song you've heard a million times in a completely new way and you hear completely new things and nuances and. It actually made me appreciate the song more. Absolutely. And you hear mistakes because as a musician and producer myself, the other part of it is you're like, you know what, the imperfections are part of the character of the song. Yeah, that's why it's so special. But to answer that question, you know, how do musicians steal music? That was the first batch of, of videos was just about inside the song. And I would sort of play the component parts just to share my treasure trove with the world. Here is a few seconds of Just Freddy. So then I started to pivot. I was like, what are some other stories I can tell? And one thing that comes out of telling and hearing these stories, whether it's Hall & Oates or Michael Jackson or how Michael Jackson said to Hall & Oates, hey, just so you know, I borrowed your bass line for Billie Jean. Don't believe us? Here's a clip from Luxury's TikTok feed. Jackson approached Daryl Hall and said, um, I think I ripped off your bass line. This is the bass line for I Can't Go For That by Hall & Oates. Now, this is the bass line for Michael Jackson's Billie Jean. Hear the similarities? And Daryl Hall is like, I don't hear it. It became clear that the through line for all of this is the creative process and about influence and inspiration and borrowing and how the history of, I mean, if you want to step all the way back, it's really all the arts, all things creative, but but especially in music, pretty much everything has something that came before it where you can say, oh, yeah, they also did that. And then you can go before that. Oh, and this song before that also did it. Um, I became fascinated both by that fact, but then also as a musician and just with a platform, I kind of wanted to demonstrate that it's okay to have prior art, as it were. It's okay to lift to go sideways from another song, to creatively borrow, I would say is, is the best way to put it. Not to rip it off, not to wholesale, try to get away with something illegal, but as a creative tool 
to find inspiration from other music that inspires you to use it. I'm not a musician. So what's the difference between a cover, a sample and an interpolation? If you like a song, you can take something, an aspect of it and make something yourself. So a cover version is when you take a you know Beatles song and you sing it yourself and re-record it. That's perfectly legal. It's a cover. And the original writers, the publishers get 100% of the publishing. Um, a sample is when you take the actual recording. And that's, you know, some famous examples being like MC Hammer using Rick James for You Can't Touch This, right? Using Super Free. Look at my eyes, man. You can't touch this. You know, let me bust that She's a very kicky girl. That's just two bars of the song, needle dropped, and then rapping on top of it, basically. So that's a sample, and that's something everyone can understand. But this area that's sort of lesser known, which is what I've been focusing on, is interpolation, which is no recording is involved. You just take another song and an aspect of it, the melody, a few notes even, and you write new lyrics to it and sing, and maybe you change the key, but there's something, there's an aspect of another song that you're using in your song, and it crosses the line into plagiarism when you aren't crediting or compensating that writer or that artist, and you get caught. <laughs> That's an important part of it, too, because we can all find hundreds of examples in our either mental libraries or our iTunes or Spotify libraries of songs that are like really similar, and you're like, huh, these songs sound an awful like but uh, I don't see any writing credit. Hmm, I wonder what the story is there. And I think that that's where the distinction is, is yep. the getting caught because you're trying to get away with something and you're trying to pass it as your own work. But if you give the artist credit, then that's okay in my book, because you know what? Right. I find it very disingenuous if an artist of any kind, a musician or a painter or anybody says, no, I was not inspired by anything. I, this is purely original. And that is right. bullshit <laughs> because we're all inspired by something else. And and I I think, you know, I, I'm a creative director by, by trade, you know, in marketing. And I always tell my designers, I say, before you could create something new, you have to emulate, you have to copy, okay? Because right. that's how you sharpen your skills. And then you could create something new. So I, I do think that that is the line there when an artist tries to pass it as something original, you know? But, what, but then the line gets uh, gray though, right? Because it's like, where do you take like a direct, you know, interpolation of a song like you're saying, or... Right. Or some, or or maybe it's just inspired by like where is that line? You know, it, that line is impossible to describe in a sentence or even in a, perhaps not even in a book. It's absolutely you know it's like the famous line about what the judge who described pornography as I know it when I see it. You know, in some famous lawsuit, um, it's a little bit I know it when I see it. I, well, you're not a copyright attorney, right? By trade, no. My God, I should have said that. That should have been the third thing I said in this, <laughs> this interview, right? I mean, this is all coming from. First of all, yes, I'm a musician, and if anything, you know, the name of my series is How to Steal Music. I'm pretty sure that's clearly tongue in cheek to most of your average viewers. C certainly on your podcast, the caliber of intellect of all you handsome and beautiful people listening to this show are bright enough to understand that I'm being sarcastic a little bit. Like the idea is that we all are as creative people borrowers and the, it's just a matter of degree and it's just a matter of when does it cross the line into crediting and, and compensating but i'm not a lawyer and i am while a musicologist i'm i don't have a phd in the field i'm a member of a society the legalities of all of it 
I know just from my experience as a scholar in the field um, has this complexity and it's also a moving target, but I'm not certainly coming from a standpoint of like knowledge of the law firsthand. I do not have, I did not pass the bar. I like the idea of a forensic musicologist, you yes. know, where, cause the way you dissect the songs and like, I was fascinated that you have the stems for some of these hits. It's just unbelievable where, how you find these things. Yeah. Forensic's a funny word. I guess that overlaps with your podcast pretty Yeah. Well. Trying to make a connection here. <laughs> exactly. um, yeah. No, there's there's not a lot of forensic musicologists in the field. So it's very it's been really interesting to learn that in addition to all the stuff that I've been, I guess, teaching with my videos. Yeah. You talked about the difference between a cover and an, an interpolation and a sample, but let's talk about samples specifically because I feel like the genre of hip hop has it is it, solely dependent on sampling and it is right. it is a celebrated practice and Absolutely. talk to me about the ethics behind that and and oh. i mean i'm really glad you said that this is i'm doing a really deep dive into that category now and um yeah the ethics so prior to right around 1989 if you go back to your hip-hop collection if there's a reason why right around 89 90 that type of sample-rich 100, 150 samples in an album type of recording starts to become a thing of the past. And it's because some of the big lawsuits, one of which was De La Soul was sued by the Turtles, or the songwriters, I should say, behind one of the Turtles' recordings they sampled on Three Feet High and Rising. And another case was Gilbert O'Sullivan suing uh, Biz Markey. These two cases, overnight, the idea that Either you're paying 500 bucks to clear a sample or nothing, basically a thousand bucks to clear a sample, or maybe you're kind of just not clearing it at all. And overnight, that type of sampling goes away because of the huge lawsuits became way too dangerous, way too expensive. And that's when you start to have hip hop bringing in the replays, the interpolation. Another word for interpolation is to replay. I want to talk about now some of the videos that you've created because they're they're just great. And even though when we hear a song and we're like, man, that song sounds familiar, but I just can't put my finger on it. I think yeah. that's why your TikTok channel is just amazing because you put your finger on it, man. And so like Portugal, the man, that song that everybody knows. you talk about that and where did that song come from? <laughs> talk about the history. Sure. Um, so the song you're referring to, Feel It Still. So Portugal the Man um, recorded that song, I think, in 2017. And as they were doing it, I think they had just the music, basically. They had they were in the studio. They're jamming to a groove, um, which, you know, I think it's either the track as we know it now, just that music bass. Um, and as I can tell you, as a musician, I, I have a similar writing method where I come up with the music first. So it's usually drums and bass and then chords. And then I'll kind of loop it and listen in my headphones with the microphone, just like this, until I start to hear a melody. And I, what apparently happened is that in the studio, he just started singing. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks now. This track sounds suspiciously like the 1961 hit by the Marvelettes, Please, Mr. Postman. Oh, yeah. And I think whether they were doing it as a goof or it just that's where his brain went, he's that melodic loop 
became so embedded, I think, in his writer brain for the music bed right. that it became impossible to extricate. Or maybe they just enjoyed that it was that reference. They obviously changed the lyrics. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks now. Yeah, you can't you can't unhear it once you once you have it. It's locked That's- in. That is one of the curses as a musician of like the demo, you know, you're chasing the demo vibe. If you are working on a track and somebody comes up with something as a joke, you know, like, ha ha ha. And then you try to like do something new. It's like, no, the joke is the one I can't stop thinking <laughs> of the joke. I can't stop thinking of, in this case of this other reference. So I wasn't in the studio. I don't know this for sure. But from what I understand is um, the part about singing the Marvelette song, Mr. Please, Mr. Postman is the part I read. And I'm just envisioning if I were in the studio doing it, I can imagine being stuck and being like, oh, no, I, I can't find anything better. <laughs> we're just going to have to use this and pay for it. So, yeah. And, yeah, and that's my did. question. Did they pay for it? And they acknowledge they the Marvelettes? They, oh, absolutely. They, they gave writing credit to the writers on that song and uh, they paid out. I don't know the amount. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk more interpolation with luxury. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I guess uh, the general public doesn't know unless they read the writing credits where when when an artist does it right and acknowledges where they got their interpolation from. But then there are those cases where they try to slide through and and try to make sure and try to get away with it so that nobody notices. And I I come to think about Sam Smith when he pretty much uh, took Tom Petty's song. Although I have to admit, I have to admit, when I first heard that, I couldn't, because I'm not a musician, I couldn't hear the connection. But when you explain it, it, it totally makes sense. This is Tom Petty's Won't Back Down. Well, I won't back down. And this is Sam Smith's Stay With Me. Won't you stay with me? No, I won't back down. Cause you're all I Won't you stay? Can you hear the similarities when you slow it down and lay the tracks over each other? So Sam Smith is 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 they go by they and um, they apparently came up with the song not having ever heard or been aware of the existence of the Tom Petty song and and just to be clear we're we're talking about the song um, stay with me so it goes won't you stay with me ba 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 and if you are familiar with the Tom Petty song from, I think it's 89 or thereabouts, um, well, I won't back down. Yeah, I won't back down. So as you can hear, it's the same melodic motion, meaning the distance between the notes is the same. The the rhythms are the same. You know, it's obviously different lyrics. But the songs are also in a different key and a different tempo. But for our purposes, and for, I should say for, for legal purposes, that's irrelevant in, in a plagiarism lawsuit you would be able to 
claim something is the same, even if you've changed it from the key of A minor to the key of B minor. So anyway, they put the song out. What's a little bit surprising to me, and this is another, again, this is all speculation. We may never know the real story, is that nobody at, at their label said anything because it surprises me. In, in a sense, I take the side of the artist, especially a younger one like Sam Smith. It's very possible. It seems unlikely because that song was huge in America, but they're from England. So it's possible they never heard the Tom Petty song. We'll never know what Sam Smith's team was thinking. Either they did not notice the difference. They thought it would be okay. Maybe someone reached out to the Tom Petty camp and was told by this, the person who didn't have authority to say so that it would right. be okay. We'll but just, it wasn't on paper. <laughs> it wasn't on paper. There's was no paper trail. And when it came time for the showdown, I believe they got I want to say 15%, but I don't remember the exact amount, but they got... Uh, I, I have here 12.5% of the publishing and credit rights. There you go. As yeah. they deserved, frankly, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, and that's a risk, like you said. But, you know, now let's talk about Dua Lipa. Yeah. You have several videos on Dua Lipa, and, and one of them is uh, the In Excess Need You Tonight song. Now, if you speed it up, you get Dua Lipa's hit, Break My Heart. I did see that the credits were added certainly on the Wikipedia page. So that's proof right there to some degree. But I don't think it got to court. I imagine it was either a knocking on the door, you know, in excess, or their publishers were like, wait a second, say hello, la, da, da, is a little bit too close for comfort. We had a pretty huge hit using that. On, on guitar. The interesting thing about that case, though, is that it isn't a sung melody. It's a guitar melody. The In Excess song goes, um, it's Need You uh, Tonight. Dun, 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 dun. And that was interpolated by Dua Lipa vocally. So a guitar riff was sung with obviously words added. There were no words to begin with. There was enough there that I think what happened behind the scenes was the publisher was like, yeah, you're right. Let's, let's throw them into the, uh, throw them into the mix, pay them some royalties from what's already sold and moving forward, they'll get a chunk of what comes next. But now you have another Dua Lipa song called Levitating. And now this song has been like a magnet for lawsuits. Yeah. It has two copyright infringements on right. it. This is really interesting because it's unfolding before our very eyes. It's only March 25th today. And I think this all, all the news broke literally three weeks ago. This is a case that was first uh, brought by a Florida band called Article Sound System. And it's because they felt that their song from 2017, uh, which is called Live Your Life, they felt like it was extraordinarily close to, or, or I should say levitating sounded extraordinarily close to their song from three years earlier here's a clip from luxury's tiktok feed i'm gonna do a really brief musicological breakdown both songs are in b minor um and have the same chord changes um and they're the same tempo they're off by three or four bpm and um then when you look at the waveforms and the words side by side which i'm about to show you it's hard not to see that they're kind of the same Pay close attention. I've written it out for you. You can see the audio chunk and the lyrics. So when I play it for you, I'll play the Dua Lipa song first. Now pay attention to 
the lyrics and the melody of the other song. So I'll play them together now. Just this one chunk. And this happens across the whole song. So you hear that moonlight all night. It's the same melody. It's practically the same words. So that's what I did. And I put out a video where I took both songs. I put them side by side. You know, a moment ago, I said, sometimes you change the tempo, you change the key. Didn't have to do that. The two songs were already within six BPM of each other. So it's almost exactly the same. Tempo. Almost exactly. The it's same. already, they're both in B minor. They're, I didn't have to change the key. And all I really did was put them on top of each other. So not only could you see visually and hear that the rhythm of the chorus was the same, but the lyrics, night, night, day, day, like all these words were so similar where they were happening and how they were happening and the sentences they were a part of it was just man this is this is a this is a legitimate good suit to at least try <laughs> to at least find out more about yeah because uh, like the marvin gay and oh the robin thick case yeah robin thick blurred, blurred lines yeah mm -hmm. the blurred line song for a, a non-musician that actually took some mental gymnastics from i'm still not there I'm still Dude, not there. Yeah. I don't think it's a case. I think I hate that case passionately. And in spite of containing exactly zero interpolations or samples of this, it was found to be copyright infringement to the tune of $5.3 million. There are some similarities between the songs, but the melodies and lyrics and even the chords are different. So why did it lose? The gay estate claimed that Blurred Lines copied the feel and sound from Got To Give It Up. But it's a stretch. It's, it's a stretch. To my ears, it's a stretch. I, I Here's what I know they were doing because they admitted to it, but it's I'm air quoting this because it's not a crime to be inspired or influenced by another song. At least it wasn't until 2014. Now that now it is right. Like as a musician, you have to think twice, right? They said something that nobody prior to this case would have thought twice about saying, which is that, yeah, we were listening to Marvin Gaye. We were vibing to. So that in and of itself is not only not a crime, it's, it's arguably where I, I'm not going to give a percentage, but like, so many songs started life that way, where it was, we were listening to a bunch of tracks and we were kind of vibing on this tempo from this song, chord changes from this, the sound of the roads from the Stevie Wonder song. And then we made this original thing. To mention your sources of inspiration should not be a smoking gun. But in this court case, it actually was part of why it was found to be plagiarism. Yeah, I mean, for for me, I do think that it's important to give credit where credit is due, but you cannot um, make inspiration illegal because otherwise, Romeo and Juliet, you wouldn't have West Side Story. You would have hundreds and hundreds of films and stories that have the same plot line as Romeo and Juliet. And then the end result would be the end of creativity. You know, I mean, not not to be a slippery slope argument, but, you know. Well, I, 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 it's obviously a matter of degree. And there's a point where, yes, clearly something that's lifted, just to go to an easy case again, the MC Hammer, um, you know, use of the Rick James sample. There's a great example of like, well, that's easy for all of us to look at and think they used this recording. They used down, 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 down. It's two bars. It's the recording. It's not a replay. It is clearly something which should be credited and paid for easy. That's in and out. 
no one's going to disagree with that. Yeah. Well, it's completely fascinating. I can't wait to continue following your your TikTok channel because it's just or feed. It is great. And I hope everybody listens to it. Well, I'll I'll tell you what, man. Let's let's make a deal right now. You dip your toes into the podcasting world because I think you would make an excellent podcaster, and I'll dip my toes into the TikTok pool. Oh, I like this. We're accountability partners now. I like this. Right. Yeah. I, I, let's I, check in like in a month or two. <laughs> it's a deal, my friend. Well, just a little bit of uh, alpha for you. Um, I am actually about to launch a podcast in about six weeks ish. Well, there you go. Now now you just made my life much more difficult. because It's a scoop. <laughs> it's a scoop. Well, I don't know that we're going to be t- covering the same things, but, uh, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll text each other ahead of time to make sure we don't, uh, you know, tread on each other's daisies. Oh, man, this was excellent. What a treat. And please go check out Luxury on TikTok, on Spotify, just uh, and his future podcast, I will make sure I'll let you guys know all about it. I'll share it on Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff. But Luxury, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. A pleasure. Been fun talking to you. Take care. Creative Babble.